Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to From Complex to Queens, Mason Avenue's Monolith Podcast. I am Steve Seipler, and I'm joined this week by Lucas Vlahos and Ken Lavin and Thomas Henderson. How is everyone doing this week? I'll tell you something, Steve. I was doing better as of Thursday. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I honestly couldn't even, like, come up with a good promote extend trade this week because I just... Just too depressed. Freaking Mets, freaking Braves. It's just depressing me too much. Obviously, the season is is over now. Syracuse, they kind of ran a little bit later. Triple A did um, their last series against the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. It's done and over. They won the first game. The second game got canceled because of rain and also because who cares? And then um, they lost the last game. So. The book is officially closed on the 2022 minor league season. Nothing scientific, but on a scale of like one to ten, how would you rate the season in terms of you know your your enjoyment of everything? You mean the minor league season? Yeah, 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 yeah. From you know everybody, you know from from the complex up. Mm. Probably somewhere in the middle, like a because it's very easy to be harsh. Because the upper minors were so bad, but the lower minors were legitimately fun and good. So, I don't know. It's hard. The B feels high, but a C feels low. You know? Yeah. 
Like it's somewhere in, I know like that's just C plus B minus range, but it's somewhere in that area just cause like the lower minus was legitimately exciting, but uh, it just got real nasty at the top of it. Just real nothing to care about. I'd go a little bit higher than that, but, but generally the same sentiment, right? Like it's, that's what this team was this year. And, uh, if we want to incorporate, if we want to put in part of this, the uh, newly drafted guys, like then, like I'm very excited by the talent that was incorporated in and what we saw from them. But I don't know that that's fair to count in, in this grade yet. Like I'm left with a, I, I'm as down as I am on the major league side and what they will be next year at this point, I'm very interested and optimistic about the the minor league side for, for next season. Mm-hmm. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah, they're going to be. You can see. You can see the the seed has been planted. You know, now it's starting to sprout, and you could see the framework for some really good stuff in the future. Well, we got glimpses of it with St. Lucie and Brooklyn, so hopefully, the good trends continue. If these trends continue. All right, so just going to throw out some, you know, some names now between all the domestic teams. So the FCL Mets, St. Lucie Mets, Brooklyn Cyclones, Binghamton Rumble Pony, Syracuse Mets. Out of everybody on those teams, who do you think played the most games? I do not like... Carlos Cortez in the name comes to mind first for me, which I said before we had to go on a bit of a technical pause there, but I do not think that's the answer. Uh, who's even on this roster? Like I don't. Be someone like we have no, we'll never guess in a million years. I'm gonna stick with Mauricio out of uh, I don't know consistency. I'm actually I'm gonna say Travis Blankenhorn. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's gonna be I I I don't even have a guess. Probably Blankenhorn's <laughs> a good one though, because I can't even think of who. Played a lot, like all these dudes played a lot that were kind of in the middle of the in the middle of the system. All right, so the player that played the most games, got into the most games, is Luke Ritter. Wow! Oh. Like <laughs> he played 126 games at Binghamton and Syracuse this year. Now, who had the most at bats? At bats or played appearances? At bats. Then Mauricio. Mauricio. Yeah. I see he's allergic to walks. <laughs> it is indeed Ronnie Mauricio. Hey, there 509 at-bats in Binghamton. And how many plate appearances? Oh, I didn't even write that down. Probably 509. 541. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. 24 walks. Uh, who had the best batting average? Alex Ramirez was like in the running for this early and then fell off. It's going to be someone in the low minors. Yeah. Like De Los Santos or something. I could see that. He strikes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I could see him getting like a lot of cheap, like infield singles and stuff like that. It is Brett Beatty. Oh, yeah. I guess teen average with Binghamton and Syracuse. Beatty, like, had a rough start that we were all wringing our hands over and then just started absolutely murdering the ball. So that tracks. Um, here's a here's an odd one. Who had the most intentional walks, which is not something you see too much in the minor leagues? Alvarez. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say like Daniel Palka just to be different, but Alvarez <laughs> would make sense. Yeah, Alvarez. It is actually a four-way tie. Alvarez is one of them. It's yeah. a four-way tie between Mark Vientos, Francisco Alvarez, Dom Smith. And Gosuke Kato with no, what? <laughs> <laughs> One of these does not belong. Um, I, I would not have guessed Gosuke Kato. That's super funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly surprised Palka's above some of the other names there, or not on that. Some of those names are above Palka, given how well he played in AAA this year. But you know, well, what? it's you know, it's intentional walk, so it's a kind of like a situational. I mean, I don't know why you would be walking Gosuke Kato. Like, who are you going to pit? Who's who's hitting after him that you would rather face? But I don't know. Um, most home runs. The, the, is that one Polka? It might be Polka, yeah. Or is it Alvarez? No, I would say Polka because Alvarez missed. Yeah, that's true. In August or that's September. Didn't the Entos hit like 30? It was Francisco Alvarez. Oh, shit. Wow. 27 home runs between Binghamton and Syracuse, which is impressive because he did miss some time. And yeah. he was kind of the thing is, like the first that that first month of Syracuse, when he wasn't really playing that well, all he was doing is basically either walking or hitting home runs. So mm. um, this one, I think, is fairly easy. Most stolen bases. Uh, the dude in the uh, not Dominguez, the other one, De Los Santos mm-hmm. or De La Cruz, whichever. De Los, I know what. I know what did he end the season? On? Yeah, he had seventy stolen bases. Yes, Jeez. St. Louis, but, which is pretty that, impressive. That that rule that you can't pick off or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. they changed the rules. So Sixteen homers, seventy steals, a one thirty weighted runs created plus, and a thirty two percent strikeout rate. Damn. That'll, that'll play. All right, we'll move over to pitching now. Who had the best ERA in the system among starting pitchers? Jose Buto. I don't think that's actually the answer. Because he got, he got, like, shelled his first time around in AAA, right? But then he had the really good start at the end. He wasn't great in AA either. There's no pitching in this system, Steve. No. It's going to be someone random. Like, that's definitely a random one. It is definitely someone random. I got nothing, then. Joelney Ramirez, who had a 0.78 ERA with the FCL Mets and St. Lucie. Oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> yes, yes. International arm who, none of us, who signed for 10K and none of us have ever heard of. Most strikeouts. Most strikeouts. That one might be Buddha. Uh, Hamill probably didn't pitch enough innings. Vassal wouldn't have pitched oh. enough innings. Seymour got traded. And wasn't good until they traded him. Hmm, yeah. Funny how that works. Um, yeah, I'll go with Budo for that one. All right, one Budo. Who else you guys got? Mm-hmm. These pitching ones are are rough because there's just yeah. nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Budo too. Yeah, it has to be almost nobody's right. coming to mind. It was not Jose Budo. It was mm-hmm. Dominic Hamill. 
145 strikeouts to St. Lucie and Brooklyn. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because he was probably at a level, and I know he had stuff to work on, but he was probably too good for the levels he was at. Um, he was quite good for uh, Brooklyn. I'm realizing, jeez. Yeah, he had a he had a stretch where he he definitely settled down. Um, who who had the most saves in the system this year? That is something I pay zero attention to. <laughs> and honestly, this is very anecdotal doing the uh, minor league reports and stuff, but I feel like there was no regular closers. <laughs> yeah, they really weren't. <laughs> like, I feel like random guys always got, like, an inning and a two and two-thirds save or whatever. Like, there wasn't, there wasn't like, a Riley Gilliam who pitched the ninth every day for it. Might have been, like, Eric Orzi if he didn't get hurt. I'm going to say, like, Bryce Montes to Oka, maybe? I don't think Good he guess. saves. No, I don't think he did either. No. It was Grant Hartwig. Oh, that's a good call. He mm. had a grand total of 13 saves, which led the exactly. system. <laughs> like, they just <laughs> didn't really have those guys, which I don't care in the minors. Like, And e- even more amazing, I think, is that his 13 saves led, led the system, and he pitched this year with St. Lucie, Brooklyn, Binghamton, and Syracuse. And he's on the AFL roster now, too. Yeah, yeah. Just want the man just wants a break, please. Um, who pitched the most innings? Who was the iron horse of the Mets pitching? Player? I'm just gonna keep saying Jose Buto until one of these is Jose Buto. I don't remember <laughs> him getting hurt, so it might be him actually. Go with Dominic Hamill, I guess, since he was the answer on the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to learn from our previous? In- no, no learning oh. has occurred. Oh. We don't know. Finally, it is Jose Budo. Yeah, there to go. He pitched uh, <laughs> 27 games, 25 starts, and he pitched a grand total of 127 innings. Uh, last one. Who threw the most wild pitches? Um, Levi David. Oh, good call. It's a good call. It was Levi Davis. Yes. <laughs> Sixteen wild pitches in fourteen point two innings. Is that milky good? stuff and no I'm command? Sorry. What? Fourteen <laughs> innings? Jesus Christ! You're not kidding. Nope. Anyone want to know his single A line? Eleven point two innings. I'm proceeding, even though no one answered that in the affirmative. Eleven point two innings. Eleven point five seven K nine. That's good. 18.51 walks per nine. <laughs> and a 10.03 ERA. How many hits did he end up allowing? Like, only, like, five or something? Two! Five, two. five across two levels. So he gave up two oh, hits unhittable. in 11. Unhittable. <laughs> the, the unhittable Levi David. I'm so disappointed that Call curve your enthusiasm is not going to work out. Yeah, that that that's that was something. That's wild. I didn't realize it was that many. Mm-hmm. Sixteen. I think he also had a couple of books too, for good measure. Oh boy! Like literally every single negative thing that he could have done as a pitcher, he did and did a lot. Like, how how is this even possible? 
Yeah, I it's it's I don't understand. <laughs> like I understand being wild, but there's just a difference. <laughs> and and like wild pitches, they're not pass balls. It's not the catcher's fault. Like this is him just throwing it all over the all over the stadium, except at the catcher. Just boggles my mind. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. So starting next week. You know, we'll, we'll we'll analyze all the different affiliates and go over how the seasons, all their seasons went individually and everything like that. But before we do that, I wanted to go back to March and go over our predictions, our preseason predictions for the year. At the end of the uh, at the end of the month of March, right before the season started, we made some predictions. Some were some were mild, some were spicy, but it's always fun to go back and see what we got right. And what we got wrong. So that's what we're going to do this week. So does anyone want to volunteer? I'll just start off or I'll I just don't, start off. Do you have our predictions written down yes. in front of you, Steve? Yeah, All right. I do. I do. Okay. All right. So my first prediction was that Jake Mangum was going to be a top 10 prospect in the system. And we ranked him 14 coming into the season. He missed a couple of months of the season due to a uh, back injury. And he ended up posting a 112 WRC plus with Binghamton and Syracuse and, you know, had uh, above average defense in center field. Um, I'm going to go with a push here. I'm going to give myself a push because in the top 10, there's four guys that are gone. JT Ginn, Nick Plummer, Khalil Lee, and Jalen Palmer. They're gone. They're not going to be in the top 10, you know. No. Three of those slots, I think, are going to automatically be filled by the Mets' top three draft picks from the season. So it is a toss-up if Mangum slides ahead of some of the other guys that have had solid years and might be moving up. I, I think your sentiment with this one is correct because he was good, but yeah, I don't think he's a top ten prospect in the system at the moment. It's I like mean, a, look, he's weirdly look, in the same spot. Look at look at our top twenty five though, and a couple of guys that would be around the area. Like, is Hayden Sanger going to be around there? No, he's not moving up. No, there's like, some guys who are moving out too. I'm Eric sure. Orsi, mm, no, Jose sure. Budo, Jose Budo maybe. But all like, oh, say so Alvarez is still there. Beatty, yeah, Mauricio, Vientos. I'd still probably rank Allen ahead. Ramirez, certainly. Ziegler, I'd probably put Hamill ahead of him. Uh, Consuegra belongs in that discussion. Junior Tillian, and then the draft picks. 
I still think he's going to be in. He's going to be in that same 12 to 14 range, I think. Probably. But I'd want to, and who knows who they trade by the time we make the list. Yeah, I mean that's a big thing too. That's that like, because we're not going to make it until the off season is well underway. So, who knows what they do before we even start on the thing? I don't know. It'll probably make us mad. Oh, definitely. Here's something that'll make you mad, Lucas. Here's your here's your prediction. Mm-hmm. Nick Plummer will have 150 league average or better at bats. <sighs> It started <laughs> off so well. Like he yeah. he was playing really well. He it, it, at AAA got that call up, hit a big home run, and it just all fell apart. And it's such a stark difference. I wonder if there was an injury in there or something. But yeah, that's a miss. Womp womp. Yep, he had a total of 29 at bats and a 63 WRC plus. <sighs> Bading. Oh well. Uh, Ken. Your prediction is that the Mets will draft at least three top 10 2023 prospects in the 2022 draft. Real so, uh, bold stuff there. <laughs> some some outlets updated their top 20, uh, excuse me, their top 100s, MLB Prospect Pipeline and Baseball America did. And they only included Kevin Prado, who is 37 by MLB and 49 by Baseball America. So it's a slight lean towards a no, but we'll get a push because, you know, not everyone has done their... Would we all have them in our top ten? Yes. Oh, yeah. Top three. Mm-hmm. yeah. Williams, Prada, yeah. Tidwell, no question. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a correct... I think Ken nailed that. Next. Uh, Thomas, oh, you no. said that Brett Beatty will hit more fly balls. Did he? He did. Yeah. <laughs> He had a 21.9 fly ball percentage in 2021 with Brooklyn and Binghamton, and he had a 26.7 rate in uh, this past season with Binghamton, Syracuse, and the Mets. So now pretty that. sure that 26.7 is more than 21.9. So, so far, our predictions are eh, not too great. All right. Uh, here comes the next round of predictions. My prediction was that the 2022 Cyclones will have the best rotation since the 2012 rotation. And that was a big nope. Yeah. But I probably should have like looked at the stats first, which I did not, because there were a lot of Brooklyn Cyclones teams that even though they didn't have like the uh, as impressive numbers, they were still really good. I mean, 2013, 2014, 2016, 2018, and 2019 all had starters with better ERAs. Only last year was worse, uh, 2015 and 2017. So, big no. Lucas, your next one is a big no. Oh, boy. You predicted that Dominic Hamill was going to be an elite relief prospect by the end of the season. Hmm. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I I almost feel I deserve a push for this because I thought they would. My counterpoint to this would be that if he had been moved to the bullpen, he might still be that because he looked quite good as a starter by the end of it. But I will accept the L if that's what is is deemed uh, appropriate. I mean, he he appeared in 25 games and 24 of them were starts, so. Right, right. I guess we're we're just 
I guess we're deciding which part. Like, I wasn't predicting necessarily that he would move to the bullpen. I just thought mm. he would. But I understand your point. I still, I'm still pretty pleased with what, my general sentiment there that Dominic Hamill is good, and I like Dominic Hamill. Yeah, he had a 3.25 ERA in 119 innings, 83 hits allowed, 54 walks. You know, he he led the the league, the, the system in strikeouts, like we discussed before, the 145. Definitely a B plus B to B plus minimum season. I mean, really just kind of control wasn't the best. And that's really, yeah. you know, the only issue. Mm-hmm. And he was also a, really a cost saving pick. So I'm, I'm pretty pleased with where he's headed. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Ken, your prediction was that Francisco Alvarez is a top five prospect in baseball. Heading into the 2023 season. Holy shit, Ken. Could you have the lottery numbers by any chance? I mean, none of these are bold. He was top 10 preseason. <laughs> well, Fangress ranked him one. MLB Prospect Pipeline has him ranked one. Baseball Prospectus has him two. And Baseball America has him six as of like their most recent updates, which is, I guess, post-draft. So you definitely got that one right. Nope. Um, Thomas, you said that Eric Orzi would become an important member of the 2022 Mets' bullpen. Well, you see. <laughs> you see pitching prospects. Yeah. <laughs> he unfortunately did not. There was some injury issues. There were some forgot was some pitch issues. Home run, yeah, uh, home run victimization issues. And, of course, the the, the biggest problem with him becoming a, uh, an important member of the Mets' bullpen is that he was not called up to the Mets. So maybe next year. I feel like he righted the ship by the end. Like, yeah. I think sometimes, especially for pitching prospects, you just have a lost season. Um, it also piles up on you, I'm sure, because – yeah, like, absolutely. you're a prospect and you know you're probably really close to getting called up logically like you could just kind of look at it and be like hey i'd be next they probably know and then you start getting lit up and you're like well shit i'm not gonna get called up next this way and then it just snowballs oh, yeah. there and you know i mean the the the, the oka call up could have just very as well been eric orsi if he was you know pitching a little bit better i, I mean there, there was a few that i was like hey this could have been orsi if he mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Are you telling telling me you didn't want to see Adonis Medina for the fourth time? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We love us some Yon Lopez. Oh. <laughs> um. All right. Here are the last round of predictions. My prediction is that Matthew Allen will drop out of the top ten prospect list next season. Informal poll: Are you going to include him? No, I am not. I will. Uh, the players can sure. play. The Come on, Ken. Play. You, you, you gotta, you gotta give an answer to give me some either validation no. here. All right, thank you. <laughs> so, three or four of us say he's not going to be in our very informal list right now. Lucas, you are the only one. What? Why? Why would you keep him there? Because I still don't think this system is particularly deep, and he probably has. Like, if he gets back, basically, I need to see. 
let me reformat this thought a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I will not stick a fork in him until I see nothing from him in the spring, right? If I see nothing from him in the spring, okay, you've had two years to recover from this. You're still not back. We're done here. That's fair. Um, mm-hmm. Because we make the list before that, in my mind, his, his stock is definitely down. Don't get me wrong, but... He still has as much, if not more, upside than any pitching prospect in the system not named Blake Tidwell, I would think. Uh, which is not saying much in this system, of course, but like, <laughs> I, I, I still think there's something there. I, I'm not 100% sure he's going to be at, towards the back of my top 10, but yeah, so I, I, I'm not like pledging to do this, but I think he'll make it... Um, and uh, come what may in the spring, it, that may change pretty quickly. Mm. Your next prediction included a pitching prospect. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Your prediction I remember that, this one, too. Yep. Joel Diaz was going to be a top 100 prospect in baseball by the end of the season. Why, and, do, why does Mason Avenue pay me to do this again? <laughs> Not a hundred percent sure, frankly. Hey, listen, he didn't have a, a bad season. It just wasn't a particularly great season, and suffice to say, it was not top one hundred prospect level. But certainly I mean, not. He kind of got better as the year went on. Um, he's still super young. He had a five eighty six ERA in fifty five point one innings, sixty two hits allowed, twenty five walks, fifty one strikeouts. You know that there's definitely a lot of potential there. If it could be harnessed, then yeah, he he could in theory become a top prospect in, in all baseball. But this year was not the year, unfortunately. I blame Baseball America for this. Mm. Mm. Uh, Ken, your prediction is that Brett Beatty hits 35 home runs across all levels in 2022. And unfortunately, he did not. He did not no, <laughs> he hit 19 in 86 games at Binghamton. He hit none in six games at Syracuse, and then he hit two in 11 games at the Mets. So he had a total of 21. But that is basically almost double the output of home runs that he had last season. So, you know, upward trajectory is good. What does that pace out to if he had gotten? No, he'd still be. He might have gotten to thirty if he had stayed yeah, healthy. Yeah, I was gonna say he missed a underratedly long amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Ken, Ken just hitting on all cylinders here. Um, next year's list will be written entirely by Ken because apparently he's the <laughs> only one who knows what the hell he's talking about. Now this last projection, Thomas's last projection, involves Ken's boy Francisco Alvarez. Mm-hmm. And Thomas predicted that Francisco Alvarez was going to be the third catcher on the Mets' death chart by 2023. Hard to judge, but I mean, honestly, he could be the first catcher on the Mets' death yeah, chart. Yeah, so if, <laughs> like if, if, I'm re- if I'm remember it, remembering it correctly, I think I was saying that he was going to, like, DH and on the Major League roster type thing and mm-hmm. be the third catcher, which is kind of what he's doing literally right now. But I don't think he's – he's only going to catch, I think, if they lose today and – the rest of the games don't matter because they're, the Braves are not getting swept by Miami. Uh, we're recording on Sunday. But, um, yeah, that's probably going to happen. <laughs> he might start the season at, at 
in the majors, but I think they carry three catchers, and I think they should if he is the DH. So, I mean, uh, a lot of these are things that, you know, hard to, like, conclusively say, like, yes or no. Like, you know, a lot of them did not include numbers, but I feel like we did better this year than last year. I feel like last year we were just, like, really, everyone is off except for, like, Ken again. So that's good, I guess. Because I feel like Ken, like, really thinks about it. (laughs) (laughs) And, and and, and, And I'm just like, you know what? What if Eric Orsi's the closer? I mean, the key is to just choose things that are likely to happen. <laughs> yeah, but that's less but for, fun so, for me in the moment. Alvarez is, you know, was a top 10 prospect in baseball. If he had a reasonably good season with graduations, yeah, it's probably going to happen. Basically, I, I figured the Mets wouldn't call him up as early enough for him to, to eat. Um, Weirdly, they should they should have and fucked your prediction over. <laughs> Make the rest, making the rest of us look bad here, frankly. Freaking Epler, freaking Sandy. Well, that, uh, yeah. Those are our predictions. And <laughs> come next March, there will be some equally wacky ones. Oh, yeah, for sure. I can't wait to say uh, Kevin Parada splits time evenly between left field and catcher. And then he plays one game in one half inning in the outfield or whatever. One Jet, two of an inning. Jet Williams will be the top prospect in the system by the end of next season. Jet Williams ends the season six foot five. It's going to be one of my predictions. <laughs> Jet Williams disappears somehow for two years to go get that weird le- leg lengthening surgery. surgery that all the rich, weird white dudes do in Las Vegas or whatever. Shit, maybe that's where Matt Allen is right now. He's going to come back seven feet tall. <laughs> Matt I'll Allen go. comes back left-handed is the best pitching prospect in the Mets system. Oh, is Matt <laughs> Allen already? I'm looking this up. He was a Probably big boy. Six, three. Yeah, I think it was pretty six, three. So Matt Allen's going to come back six, six. eight. <laughs> yeah. That would be, if that came, if you got that prediction right, you would, I don't know what you would win, but going to come back as a six eight pitcher who has lost all his power stuff, basically becoming the second version of Josh Provost. <laughs> hey, he's had a decent career so mm. far. Mm. I mean, he's had a better career than Matthew Allen has had, just by virtue of actually making it. So true. Why not? All right. Well. Such a dead one for us, little money. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, now that we're Better. heading into the off season, we'll start getting, you know, we'll yeah. have the reviews and stuff. But then we we can start doing like the fun things. Yeah. I don't know what that means right now, but I'll have to think about it. But if anyone has any questions, comments, whatever, you can email us at our email address from complex to queens at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and shoot us questions there. I'm at Steve Saipa. Lucas is at Elvajos343. Ken is at Ken1191. And Thomas is at SadMetSeason, S-Z-N. Subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, rate and review it. And of course, we thank you for listening. And we will be back next week. So until then, love the Mets. Love the Mets.